You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It's Monday, March 23rd, and you're listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Trey Scott, and today I'm joined by Chris Hummer, a national college football writer for 24-7 sports. We hope everybody out there is doing all right with their social distancing. Chris, how are you doing? Doing uh, doing all right, man. Just did cleaning for the first time in about a month. Uh, my cat is very happy to see us, and I'm already almost out of toilet paper, so probably about as good as the rest of the world. Uh-oh, toilet paper. That's uh, not going to be easy to find. But Chris, you know what else is not easy to find, and I'm patting myself on the back for this segue, is actual college football news. <laughs> but we got some uh, on Sunday afternoon, and so I figure we should start the podcast with that. And that's that Ohio State has quickly plugged the hole that Master Teague left at running back when he hurt his Achilles earlier this spring. And that's the fact that they landed coveted running back transfer Trey Sermon out of Oklahoma, who probably is going to be the guy now who steps in for J.K. Dobbins. And Trey Sermon is a guy, I don't know if he's the most dynamic or the flashiest guy, but in three years at Oklahoma, he rushed for over 2,000 yards. He averaged 6.1 yards a carry. He had 22 rushing touchdowns, and he was a good receiving threat. And, and Ohio State fans who remember that game in Oklahoma, or, uh, uh, in Columbus against Oklahoma in 2017, which was you know overshadowed by the Baker Mayfield flag plant, Ohio State fans might remember that Trey Sermon was a true freshman in that game and, and did a pretty nice job catching the ball out of the backfield, and, and now he's on their team. Chris, this is a pretty monumental get, right? Yeah, it's huge for Ohio State. I like impact running backs don't often hit the portal, and there when they do, there are usually reasons. In this case, Trey Sermon was kind of pushed out of an Oklahoma backfield because he couldn't stay healthy. But as you said, when he was healthy, he was really effective. Six point one yards per carry. If you'll allow me for a second, I've got a Trey Sermon story that I think is really interesting um, from sure. back when he was a recruit. Essentially, his junior season, he played for Spray, uh, Sprayberry High School. Um, he went into a game uh, feeling a little tight with his back. Um, he did a lot of stretches. Um, he got cleared by the doctors. They said he was good to go. He felt kind of like off the whole game, but he still ran for uh, 200 yards and uh, scored multiple touchdowns. Uh, he went into the doctor like two days later, and he had had a chip bone in his back. So essentially, he ran for 200 plus with a uh, with a back a pretty significant back injury in high school. And um, if he can play through pain, and if he's good to go, he's one of the most effective running backs in the country. So it's a really big pickup for Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State right now currently, not that spring football is happening, but has one healthy scholarship running back. So Sermon's coming off a knee injury, and I, you know, he should be fine by the fall. So we'll see, but that's it's a really nice get for a top two or three team in college football that really had one big hole, and it was that running back. So Chris, let's move on. And the point of this podcast, today's episode of The Daily, is introducing this really fun game that we're excited about all of you guys participating in. And we've probably, most of you, many of you have probably already participated in it. It's the all-time recruit bracket. And Chris, you came up with this. We were like, well, we don't have March Madness. Let's do something involving a bracket. (laughs) And let's pick the best recruit of all time. So I'm going to kind of lay out what you did. We we picked the top 32 recruits in the history of the 24-7 sports composite. Correct. And then... We use the rankings council, our 24-7 sports five-person rankings council, 
to choose 30 other at-large spots. And then we had a vote this weekend on the other two at-large spots. And the winners of that vote, Noel Devine, the popular running back who was the center point of uh, last Thursday's podcast, edged out Charles Rogers, the Michigan State, the late Michigan State great receiver. And then Dylan Moses edged out USC defensive tackle Sean Cody as far as recruiting is concerned. And now, so Chris, you've put all of these 64 players in a bracket. And this week, once a day through Thursday, you're going to, with the help of the rankings council, kind of get it down to 16. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we split it up into four regions. We named them after kind of 90s recruits who preceded the uh, internet recruiting era. So we have a Peyton Manning region, a Randy Moss region, a LeVar Arrington region, and a Charles Woodson region. Guys that we feel probably would have been number one overall players in their classes had they had a uh, chance to be coming out of high school. And we put the uh, 64-man bracket together. As you said, the top 32 seeds kind of got slotted one to eight. And then uh, Charles Power, our national analyst, who was with you last week talking about Noel Devine, slotted the next 30, and then our two at-large teams will kind of jump, or two at-large players will jump in there as a 16 seeds. The first round is going to be determined by the rankings council. And after that, we're going to open it up to fan voting, and um, everybody's going to get a chance to declare on the top recruit ever. And I think while this is certainly content and it's uh, kind of a way to fill the time out without the NCAA tournament, I think it's a fun way to kind of reassess and look back at recruiting. Because I think as time goes on, as evaluators, people learn more about kind of what they're looking for and trends kind of start to pop up as we take a more data-heavy approach to recruiting. And I think this might be a chance for um, some corrections of some maybe recruiting, not necessarily misses that we've made in the past, but some adjustments. Like a guy like Matthew Stadford, who wasn't the number one overall player in his class, he might have a chance to make a run in this bracket because he was one of the best high school kind of quarterbacks ever. And uh, there's some really fun matchups that I'm super excited for. And we've already had, uh, I don't want to spoil the results, we've already had a 15-seed upset of two, so it could be a uh, oh. could be a fun tournament. So we've got we've got our, our one seeds, the guys who if you so if you guys all go to twenty four seven sports dot com and click on the football recruiting tab, and you go drag down to all time top recruits and click on this and this is how we got our top thirty two. Chris, there are five guys with a composite score of, of one point four zero, four zeros I should say. So I guess it's like a, you know the perfect score. Yep. So we chose the top four of those guys: Jadavian Clowney, Robert Kimdichi, Rashawn Gary, and Vince Young, as our four seeds. Chris, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen, but I kind of feel like given the lackluster college careers, and I don't mean lackluster, like Robert Kandichi and Rashawn Gary were, were both first-round picks, but they weren't ever really college superstars. I kind of feel like these th- those are the two one-seeds here that are definitely vulnerable. Maybe not to a round of 64 upset, but... Round of thirty-two or a Sweet Sixteen upset, I would be kind of I would be actually be shocked, Chris, if we had chalk all the way to the Final Four. Oh, I think in the second round, there's two really interesting matchups. First of all, AJ Green could face Raman Kandipchi in the second round. And Ooh. for those of you who haven't seen AJ Green's highlight tape, I encourage you to spend ten minutes of your social distancing time and just go into YouTube. It's like really grainy footage. It kind of looks like Sasquatch out there against really small targets, but the dude just like kills high school dbs it's really fun film to watch and uh he's got a great shot i think of holding the upset in the second round if he makes it there 
And in the second round, uh, Reggie Bush. In the was a guy who was in, regional. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, is in Rashawn Gary's regional. So I think that has a really, I think he has a really great chance of pulling an upset. I would say we're basing this only on high school recruiting. So like what you were as a high school athlete, kind of your accomplishments there and your projectability. And in some cases, like Reggie Bush, who I believe was the number 13 overall player in his class, it allows us to kind of correct some of the mistakes we made, and you can kind of look at who he was. But I would encourage people to only vote for high school recruits only and kind of set aside your biases uh, when you eventually get to vote, because this is just a high school recruiting bracket. I guess some questions I had, and I saw this on Twitter, and so how did you guys, how did Charles and you sort of say, okay, Reggie Bush is is in the eight and nine seed? Or how did you say, okay, AJ Green is in the nine like, I I mean, I guess what I'm saying is some people are like, oh, that's so disrespectful to have Reggie Bush as a nine. But, like, these are the top 64 recruits kind of ever. So there's no disrespect meant. But did did you guys snake it? Did you randomly, you know, slot Bryce Young as a 12 seed against Leonard? Like, how did you do it? Um, first of all, I wouldn't like, I would say the top 32 teams or top two thirty two seeds were predetermined. So one through eight in each side of the bracket was based essentially as a, like just straight up, uh, number one overall recruit ever to number 32 overall recruit ever. After that, um, Charles and I, along with a couple other members of the rankings council kind of curated a list of what we thought were the best recruits of all time. And then Charles determined the next 30 teams. So he slotted them, which is why Reggie Bush is an eight seed. AJ Green is a, or a nine seed and AJ Green is a nine seed. And Bryce Young ended up being a 12 seed, despite the fact that he was the number one overall player in his class last year. And like, I'm sure fans will be wondering like what happened to X recruit. Like in some cases, it's just a really deep position and they didn't, they got left off. Like Jimmy Clausen's a great example. Um, Jimmy Clausen was one of the most hyped recruits of all time, but there were just better quarterback options in our mind to kind of slot in those spots, and he got left out of the bracket. I think I'm just kind of looking at this, and I encourage everyone, This we got a story on our website right now as you're listening to this. If you can see the full bracket. You can see kind of the introduction to this. Got some interesting second-round matchups that I'm you know potentially, depending on how it goes, excited about. Like I'm excited about the idea of Trevor Lawrence versus Julio Jones. I'm excited about the idea of Ted Kinn versus Jadavian Clowney, or like, does 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 Derek Stingley Jr. in the Charles Woodson region make a deep run? Because we all know, like, we're just fresh off of his magnificent freshman season. How well, does how, Justin, about, how's, like, how does the, Justin Fields do? Does Justin Fields come out of the, of the Peyton Manning region in which Jadavian Clowney is the number one seed? How about the just like the first round alone? We have Miles Garrett versus Kyler Murray. Two. Lone Star State legends, arguably the best high school quarterback of all time versus one of the safest bet number one overalls we've ever had as a recruit. And those two guys are going up in the first round. Like that's one of the more exciting matchups there. Like I think the first round might be kind of chalky, but after that, there's just going to be a lot of fun to be had for sure. And then one other in the LeVar Arrington region. I kind of like Derrick Henry, an 11 seed, making a deep run here because this is Rashawn Gary. This is his one seed bracket you've got ronald powell he's the two seed here and both of those guys are you know they didn't put up a clowny or a vince young like college and collegiate impression on us and and derrick henry i think is an all-time high school football rushing leader i like him as an 11 seed to maybe make a run i'm excited about this i'm pumped yeah derrick henry honestly he's one of those guys that i think upon kind of with a little um retrospection or whatever the yeah. word would be right there. He is one of those guys I think they would have ranked higher. He is, as you said, the all-time high school rushing leader. 
he, I think Steve Wiltfong, our national analyst, has called him the best high school prospect ever. And I think he's one of those guys that like might be an 11 seed now, but there's there's a really great chance he makes it all the way through the bracket. All right, who do you think wins this? I would. I think it's going to come out of the left side of the bracket. Either paid like the final four winner between whoever comes out of the Jadavion Clowney region and the Vince Young region is the guy I would kind of point to. Those two guys are just kind of unparalleled as high school recruits, in my opinion. But I think Adrian Peterson versus Jadavion Clowney, if we get there, could be really, really sneakily fun because I think Adrian Peterson's the best high school player I've ever seen, including Derrick Henry. So that could be that region right there is pretty stacked. Well, I can't wait for this. This is going to be fun. We're going to do this the round of 64, Monday through Thursday, one region at a time. Open it, open it up to voting every day, every evening, uh, to kind of help us get from the round, of six, the round of 32 to the Sweet 16 for that region that we just did content around. And then the next week, we'll have our Sweet 16 and so on and so forth. And that'll obviously, you know, the round of 32 and on is open up to the fans. So we have no idea. And we'll, we'll check in periodically with you, Chris, to kind of see how this is all going here on the podcast and i'm excited about all the content that's kind of going to come out of it all the chance to watch this old gray new video all the retrospective pieces and this is kind of what i mean we have a few weeks or you know i guess a few months of just doing stuff like this and i'm excited about this so you know good luck putting it all together and uh and maybe if if you need to kind of weigh anything toward the vince young winning it all <laughs> I, I might help you well well make the bracket work that way. But I think Vince has got a great chance in his own. Like, I don't think Vince Young was like LeBron James in Houston when he was in high school. I think that's actually been a quote that's thrown out there. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how some of the older guys do in this bracket. I think recency bias will play in, but I hope people remember what guys like Vince Young or even a Brock Berlin, who was one of the greatest high school quarterbacks ever kind of during his time, kind of and see how they stack up in this bracket. It should be fun. Yeah. We'll see. And we'll also see which sort of fan bases rally around their one guy. Uh, if Kayvon Thibodeau makes it out of the first round against, I believe he's playing Derek Stingley, so that's going to be tough. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But if he comes out, if he did come out of the first round, I could see Oregon really rallying around him. So we'll see. We'll see LSU or vice versa. LSU is going to do the same with Derek Stingley. So we'll see. I, I think that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily, Chris. And your content, this is great. If anyone out there has any suggestions on things that we should be talking about, writing about, voting on doing video on now's the time to, to to let your voice be heard leave a suggestion in the apple podcast review section along with a five-star rating we've seen your reviews we've seen your content suggestions we're working on those i promise you there's a zero percent chance that you suggest something that we don't do so go ahead and, and drop it in and we'll make it happen so for chris hummer for connor tap for our producer tony levitt i'm trey scott we will see you on Tuesday. Make sure you're voting on this on this fun poll to help us crown the all-time best recruit. And uh, have a good one. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.